Today's video is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Please visit TeacherCast.net slash StoryboardThat for a limited time offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast podcast. Welcome to episode number 116. I'm your host, Jeff Bradbury, and if this is the first time you're listening to the show, thank you so much for being with us today. There's some great things happening this week over on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. We want to bring your attention to our great new series called Educational Podcasting Today. We've been asked a lot of questions recently about how do you start a podcast, how do you do WordPress, how do you do all these neat things that we're doing here on the studio. I have three things that I want to share with you guys today before we get into our show. The first thing is our brand new podcast called Educational Podcasting Today, which can be found over at educationalpodcasting.com today and underneath of here we have some great tips people keep asking us about wordpress and podcasting and things like that so we have a full library here and it's growing every single day of tips tricks plugins wordpress tips podcasting ideas thoughts and things on equipment you can certainly become a great educational podcaster also want to bring your attention up here on the top right we have a brand new sidebar that says get your free ebook today that's right if you sign up for our free educational newsletter that comes out every single thursday morning you can get our brand new ebook that is 100 resources to shoot to supercharge your classroom there's a lot of great stuff in there i bring in a lot of my plugins that i use my applications that I use, some of the things that I'm doing on my phone, some of the icons that I'm using. There's a ton of resources in there. Check out our free ebook today. Today, we're going to be talking to two great members of the digital learning community, Mr. Sam Patterson, who you might be familiar with from the Tech Educator Podcast and the EduPuppets Network, is on here to talk about how he's being digital in his classroom and how he's teaching his kids to do some pretty cool things, including a brand new 3D printer that he has. Also on the program today, we have Terry Schwartzbeck, the Senior Digital Outreach Associate at the Alliance for Excellence Education, to talk about Digital Learning Day and what a future-ready school is. So without further ado, here is our interview with Terry and Sam Patterson. On March 13th, the world is going to be celebrating the fourth annual Digital Learning Day. We have two guests on this program tonight that's going to be talking all about how you can participate as a teacher and as a school district. I want to bring on Ms. Terry Schwartzbeck and Sam Patterson. Terry, how are you today? Welcome to the program. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. And Sam, how are you today? I'm great. Looking forward to learning about Digital Learning Day. This is our fourth Digital Learning Day. Terry, tell us a little bit about the history of Digital Learning Day. Well, Digital Learning Day came about about four years ago when uh, Governor Bob Wise, the president of the Alliance for Excellent Education, he had been involved in digital learning for some time. He had seen the potential, but he was feeling like there wasn't enough of a buzz about it. He wanted to spread the word. He said, this is something that has really amazing potential. And quite honestly, one of the conversations we had was, Ben and Jerry's can have a day for free ice cream, and 7-Eleven can have a day for Slurpees. Why don't we have a digital learning day? And we, that was the, the, the day was born. Um, it was also partly inspired by a wonderful school in Bob's home state of West Virginia that had a no paper, no pencils day. And we thought that was a really fun, um, interesting idea. Um, and it wasn't just digital. It was anything hands-on, anything that involved making or building or 
anything that just didn't involve paper and pencil. Um, we were really inspired by that, and it has been um, just a tremendous uh, experience over the last four years watching um, schools and teachers and classrooms get really excited about it. And I understand that you guys now have over 600 events planned for this for this year's event? Yeah, almost 700 now, actually. The, uh, we encourage schools, classrooms, teachers, districts to plan an event, whether it's a technology showcase showing what you're doing, um, and uh, a, a, se a seminar for teachers, a seminar for parents, a chance for kids to show what their what their work is like, what they're doing. Um, anything that can help tell the story of how uh, digital tools are empowering learning, um, and then tell us about it. One of the things we've seen in the past is that uh, lots of local press will come to us and say, hey, what's happening in my neighborhood? What can I cover? And we see uh, schools and classrooms getting great news stories being told about them. And at a time of year when there's a lot of snow days in the news, at a time of year when there's a lot of not-so-good stories about a classroom, this is a great opportunity to tell your story and, uh, and have it be a really positive one. Now let's take a look at where we can go to find information about this. The website here, and maybe you can walk us through this, is sure. digitallearningday.org. What can we find on this website? Well, the, the main thing that I want to show you is the button that says Add Your Activity, because right there you can see not only our really very cool map um, that shows all the events that are happening all around the world. And this is amazing to me, right? We have like 14 countries that are participating now. Um, and the numbers are, are growing every day. Um, but then you can also uh, select your state, uh, look at different event types, and you can find out, first of all, what's going on near you. And then you can also, if you scroll down, you can go ahead and add your own activity. And it can be as simple as, my class is doing a mystery Skype with, uh, with another class, and we're really excited about how this is going to inform our geography studies. Um, or it can be, you know, the kids are going to present some work that they've been doing, um, building robots or, or what have you. So just whatever it is, tell us about it and, uh, and, and put it on the website so we can share it with the world. Now, Sam, you're a technology teacher. What are you going to be doing this year for Digital Learning Day? Well, Digital Learning Day is going to be celebrated on our campus a lot like every other day where there will be programming, there will be robots. We're probably going to have the tech club do a presentation on the 3D printer they recently got. Did I tell you what they made recently, Jeff? No, not yet. They made a doorstop, Jeff. That is cool. What did they make that out of? Uh, it's plastic, and it's got the school logo on the back. But I did have to laugh that, yes, we're rapid prototyping the wedge over here. That's cutting-edge stuff right there. And now behind you... somewhere. Behind you, Sam, you have a 3D printer. Can you tell us a little bit about that real quick? Sure. This is a DaVinci 3D printer, and it's one of the cheapest 3D printers out there, but they get their money back making you pay extra for the cartridges. So, yeah. Very, very cool. So get, talking about Digital Learning Day here, there are so many different activities that are happening around the world. I remember a couple years ago for Digital Learning Day, my orchestra students actually, uh, we took iPads around the school and my high school kids did lessons using iMovie on how to read music, how to play the violin. We packaged everything up and we sent those videos down to the elementary and the music and the, and the middle school kids, teaching them about you know what the high school is like, what the auditorium looks like, how to read things. And that's how a music class celebrated Digital Learning Day. What other types of activities, uh, Terry, are you seeing? Oh, gosh. Well, we're, uh, we're very excited that the Flipped Learning Network is doing a whole series of uh, Flipped Learning open houses. Um, so anybody who wants to see what Flipped Learning can, looks like can uh, go find an open house that's near them. 
Um, we're seeing a lot of folks doing student showcases of their work, right? This is what parents get excited about. This is what parents want to see. Um, show them, let the kids show what they're doing. Um, that's really where it gets exciting when you let the students lead the learning. I do like that concept of teaching the parents because digital learning doesn't always have to be student-focused. It can be home-focused. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a staffer at the Alliance for Excellent Education. I work on Digital Learning Day, but I am also a parent, and I'm very involved in my own district's technology committee. There's a, we have a committee for parents to, to get involved, and so it is really uh, rewarding as a parent to see what's going on, not just in the school that my children attend, but in other schools around the district, and seeing, oh, wow, you know, this and such elementary has, you know, Sphero robots, and they're doing some really cool stuff with that, and then I can take that back and have that conversation at my own school. Now, talk to us a little bit about, you had mentioned the Alliance for Education. What is that kind of group? How do you get a hold of that? What do these people do? Sure. The Alliance for Excellent Education is an advocacy nonprofit focused actually on high school reform. Um, Digital Learning Day is one of the few areas where we really do have a full K-12 focus because you can't can't separate high school from what goes on at the other grades in this area. But um, we were actually founded um, over 10 years ago now, almost 13 or 14 years ago, um, by a family foundation who wanted to focus on graduation rates and um, and stop the dropout crisis, and it is amazing. And but we we look with great pride and satisfaction on the fact that the graduation rate has hit 81 percent. I mean, this is a real accomplishment. Um, so we are deeply focused on college and career readiness, um, on adolescent literacy, and in the last you know four to five years on did the promise of digital learning to make those things possible. For people that want to reach out and talk a little bit more about Digital Learning Day, you have a, a website here, which is live.digitallearningday.org. What can we fi- find over on this live site? Oh, that's where the real exciting stuff happens, because this isn't just a day where things happen in schools. We're, we love that. We're excited about that. It also takes place online on Twitter, which we're very excited about, using the hashtag DLDAY or DLDAY. But we also have a national celebration um, that this year is called Digital Learning Day Live. We have got an incredible opportunity this year to partner with the National Board for Professional Teaching Standards, the you know most uh, one of the most important organizations around um, high quality teaching, and we have the opportunity to be um, having our event at their annual conference, their Teaching and Learning 2015 conference. So we will be uh, having a wonderful about an hour and an hour and 15 minute long webcast that will be taking place in one of their plenary sessions with about 3,000 teachers live in front of us. This is completely new for us. This is so exciting. And what we do every year is we tell some stories that have really inspired us this year. Um, this year we are actually four districts that we're highlighting. Um, Houston School District in Texas, where they are doing a big one-to-one rollout they call Power Up. Baltimore County School District right here, not too far from Washington, D.C. Um, Vista, California which is outside of San Diego, and the very, very small rural district of St. Paul Schools in um, Arkansas. And we are going to be telling these inspiring stories. We're going to have some really exciting special guests, some of which I can't tell you about yet, but pay attention to our website on Monday or Tuesday, and you'll find out more. Um, And we'll have a student panel. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're just going to tell these really inspiring stories, talk about what we can learn, um, talk about how districts and schools can learn from each other, um, and if you go to live.digitallearningday.org um, on that day, you can join in a live chat, you can join in interactive polling, send in your questions, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. That's taking place at 1 p.m. Eastern Time this upcoming Friday, March 13th. And, of course, you can find more information about them using the hashtag DLDAY. And, of course, your Twitter is at 
official D-L-D-A-Y. Um, Terry, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to ask a question. Is your school future ready? More on the TeacherCast podcast. We'll be right back. Today's presentation is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Storyboard That is the leading storyboard creator for classrooms of all grades and subject areas. Storyboard That provides a simple, drag-and-drop experience with thousands of well-designed artwork to quickly create great-looking storyboards. This lets students really focus on what they want to say and unleash their creativity. With tons of pre-made teacher guides, Storyboard That gives lots of examples for common core-aligned activities like breaking apart Shakespeare, practicing vocabulary, or conjugating verbs for language class. Sign up for free at storyboardthat.com or check out teachercast.net slash storyboardthat to take advantage of our 25% discount when you sign up for an educator account. Once again, that's teachercast.net slash storyboardthat. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And let's start the conversation. We're back here live on the TeacherCast podcast, and we are here to ask you a very interesting question. Is your school future ready? Does your school have what it takes to be future students? Terry, I want to bring you back on here and talk to you a little bit about the future ready movement. We keep seeing future ready on Twitter. We see future ready online. What does future ready mean? Well, future ready is this idea that in part because of this wonderful thing that happened last year, which was E-rate getting expanded, right? Schools now have unprecedented access to get their schools ready for the future and for the present with Wi-Fi, with high-speed broadband that is needed so desperately for this kind of digital learning to take place. A lot of folks in Washington said, are schools going to be ready for this when it comes down the line? Are they going to be truly ready to completely transform what instruction looks like when they have the broadband finally to do it? And we started to have some conversations around what that would look like. And so in November, we were very fortunate to join uh, with the White House kicking off in this nationwide event where we had over 100, I think it was 120 superintendents come together and took a pledge that said, yes, we will work to be future ready. And future ready means not just having the broadband, but having all of the pieces in place to make that work really in a very powerful way. Um, that includes things like the teacher professional learning. That includes having um, equitable access. You can't have, this is not going to work if students don't have equal access. It means having active parents who are engaged in what's going on. And it means really having that vision uh, for leadership um, that looks at what is instruction actually going to look like in this new world where we have access to these amazing digital tools. And so we've come together with a wide variety of resources. Uh, superintendents can take a pledge. They can get together with their leadership teams and take a self-assessment that helps them figure out, are they really future ready? And this is no magazine quiz. This thing is in-depth, and it gives you instantly a very in-depth sort of PDF report that will guide you through the process. Why is it important that the White House and the Department of Education get behind this? You know, there's nothing like uh, having an event at the White House to give something a national stage. This is something a lot of people have been talking about for a couple of years, saying, wow, we need to have a vision. There needs to be a system-wide plan for this. 
But having the White House and then having the wonderful uh, leadership and assistance from the Office of Ed Tech and the Department of Education has really taken this to scale. Sam, you're out on the West Coast. What are you seeing from all the people out in Cupertino that are happening to get school districts future ready? Well, I was recently talking to Esther Wojcicki, and I know she's involved in the Future Ready Schools. And there's a lot of concern that our schools, you know, aren't supporting the learning that needs to happen and won't be ready in the future for even when this learning expands even further. Because, you know, a lot of teachers feel hardly ready for the present, let alone the future. And, and Terry, what do you think of that? The, the concept of getting kids ready for the present and the future. I mean, are we really just focused on what comes next or are you seeing school districts focusing on the here and now? You know, it's funny because we've talked about things like 21st century skills for so long and guys, it's 2015, right? Like this is, we are in the 21st century. This is happening now. And I think there is a much wider acknowledgement of both. We are preparing kids for jobs that don't even exist yet. Um, and at the same time, we, we've got immediate needs right now. We've got kids who need to graduate. We've got kids who need to be uh, ready for college and career. And I think what people are seeing is that when they get, when they are on the track towards future ready, when they are thinking about those things, that's when they, in fact, are getting the kids ready for the present. That's usually what we see. Um, we're, you know, I have to, I'm, I'm smiling when you mentioned Esther Wojcicki because she's one of our board members and uh, was, has just been a, a fantastic supporter of Digital Learning Day. We actually had her in our own studio um, doing footage for us in our, on the very first ever Digital Learning Day, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I'll use this as a chance to mention that they're actually, uh, Future Ready didn't just take place at the White House, it's now taking place all over the country. And we have um, a series of, I think, uh, 12, 13 um, or so regional summits that are going to be taking place, including um, in California, Sam, in, um, on May 4th and 5th. Um, so I can um, I can tell you guys where to find more information about that if you're interested. Well, let's take a look at that. Your website here is Future Ready Schools, plural, futureadyschools.org. What can we find when we check out your website here? Well, the main thing is you can learn more about us. You can take the pledge if you're a superintendent or someone else so inclined to do so. You can take a look and see who else has taken the pledge, which I always think is fun. Um, but the main thing is you can find out about our regional summits, which are going on uh, now. We started those um, a little while ago in March, earlier in, um, in earlier in February and March, and we are continuing to uh, continue having those all the way through June. Um, so where they are coming up, um, so definitely take a look and find out where there's one taking place near you. Um, they are a chance for superintendents and other key members of their leadership teams. We see superintendents bringing, for example, their director of curriculum instruction, their IT director, maybe their um, chief academic officer, whoever those kind of players might be, all coming together. And it's just a great opportunity to hear from other superintendents and leadership folks who have done this and who have been there. Um, and also just to talk to their peers and kind of work through it together. It's just a really neat opportunity. So futurereadyschools.org. Terry, where do you see the future of this? I mean, next year, obviously, we're planning a big celebration. We've got the fifth annual Digital Learning Day. We've got Future Ready Schools going. Where would you like to take this or where would the Alliance like to take this? Well, we like to say we would like to get to a point where we don't need Digital Learning Day because every day is Digital Learning Day. Very true. Um, I think we are getting, you know, every year I hear that from people when I say to schools, what are you doing? They say, well, every day is Digital Learning Day for us. And I say, good. We just need to get to that point for every school because there are still so many schools that are not yet taking advantage of these tools that have iPads sitting in carts, that have you know devices sitting in closets. And while we all know it's not about the device, 
um, we can do more with the learning. Um, we also are going to have a couple of big announcements, uh, or at least one big announcement related to Future Ready um, on Digital Learning Day. We're going to be launching um, a, some new tools and new resources for superintendents that we're quite frankly very excited about. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. You're always welcome to come back on a future show and announce these things. Sam, let me bring you back in here. As somebody who is a digital learner and a digital creator, what kind of things are you doing to not only teach your students in a digital fashion, but make sure that your students are future ready for their colleges and careers? I make sure my students are future ready by challenging their teachers to really engage the students in digital learning. Um, it's not a challenge to get students into a digital learning place, but sometimes it is a challenge to get teachers into that digital learning place to get them comfortable there. Um, so what I'm doing to get my students future ready is really get the teachers ready to use this technology in a way that really amplifies our ability to turn the learning over to the students. I'm so glad you brought this up, the concept of getting teachers comfortable with this. Um, let me just throw this question to both of you. But what ways can a school district or what ways can an educator such as Sam work with these non-digital teachers, if I can use that term, to get them either more comfortable or to say, hey, it's digital learning day. Let's try something. You know, Start a Google Doc, make a video, use an iPad, try a Chromebook. What things, Sam, let me start with you actually, what things are you trying? And then let me bring on Terry and saying what things are able on a global sense? So I'm working with my teachers and it's exactly that kind of thing. It's like, hey, why not try blogging? You know, why not, instead of having the kids write a paragraph about that today, have them make a short video instead that hits those same spots? Or why not extend your paragraph writing by taking that paragraph and turning it into a five, they wrote a five-sentence paragraph, let's turn it into a five-scene uh, cartoon in Toontastic, where each par each sentence of the paragraph gets its own scene, and the kids get to work with the writing a little longer. So I just challenge them to extend the learning into a digital medium and give the kids some creative brain. Terry, what are you seeing globally? Oh, I, you know, I see all, I see things like that all the time. And we actually, that's one thing we encourage people to do for digital learning day, you know, introduce a friend to Twitter. It is amazing to me how many teachers I talk to who kind of describe Twitter as like their gateway drug to digital learning. They find this online community of, of like-minded educators who they can learn from. And the next thing you know, they are, you know, getting their kids to just do amazing things. Um, so that's, you know, one thing that people can do. Um, we some, there's something I kind of refer to as the ooh shiny factor, which can be things like 3D printing. That one thing that is just so cool that a teacher can't resist how much fun it is to use in their classroom. Now, the ooh shiny is not going to sustain you in transforming learning, but it can get you hooked. Um, and so we always like to say it's not about the device, it's about the teaching. But sometimes it starts with the device. You sometimes have to start there. Um, and that's another important thing we've seen. I've seen this in, in my own district in Arlington, Virginia, which is um, the SAMR model is really helpful for teachers because they, they, they see that it's not, they're not going to get there all in one day. They're not going to transform their teaching overnight. They're going to start by substituting and having their kids turn in homework via you know, Google or some other online platform, and they're going to see that that makes their lives a little bit easier. And that kind of gets them hooked, and then they, once they see that this is possible, they see the whole spectrum and say, okay, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to transform everything I do overnight. I don't have to redo everything that I've been working on in, you know, my 20-year career. But they see little changes they can make that are steps along the way. Um, and the final thing that I see that is just so important is when you have leadership and in a culture in a school that says, it's okay to try something. It's okay for it not to work the first time, to be willing to fail, 
and to um, and support that kind of culture where people are able to try things, that just makes such a difference. There is certainly a lot of stuff going on this year. If you're out there watching, please consider participating in Digital Learning Day. Even if you're listening to the show after Digital Learning Day, there are great things that you can find over on the Digital Learning Day website. Reach out, try something on Twitter, find a Google Doc, search the hashtag DLD Day. There's a lot of things. Terry, one last time, let's wrap up here. Where can we find more information about Digital Learning Day and Future Ready Schools? So it's at digitallearningday.org, and you can watch our live webcast at live.digitallearningday.org. And you can learn more about Future Ready at futurereadyschools.org. Well, my friends, that wraps up this week's edition of the TeacherCast podcast. I want to thank again all of my guests for sharing their passions for digital learning with us today. There's, of course, several great ways that you can participate in our show each and every week. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Subscribe to this audio and video channel over at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. And, of course, send us some feedback at our email hotline, feedback at teachercast.net. And thank you for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional learning network. And if you have a moment, please share TeacherCast with your PLN. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for taking the time to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms. Thank you for supporting TeacherCast and continue sharing your passions with your students.